back to episode Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky Jones. Say hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Going pretty good. And, of course, we are sponsored by our wonderful Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Chuck in a bucket your names on all of our streams and videos. $5 gets you a piece of monthly exclusive content. And I think Chris and I really knocked it out of the park this week, uh, This or for, for May's, rather. So be sure to go check that out. If you're interested in sort of getting ready for Pioneer to come back, how to get your store involved in the Pioneer and just paper play in general coming back. And then, of course, $15, $20 internationally to the monthly swag bag mailing. Anyway, gentlemen. Oh, and of course, before I forget, link in the description for our Inked Gaming affiliate code that will take you to our store page if you want to buy one of our two, two cool playmats. Or if you just want to buy something else, clicking that link will apply our affiliate code. Let them know that we set you regardless what you buy. So now, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Hey, doing good. Doing good. Doing pretty good. Did you guys have a good three day weekend? I did. It was interesting. Interesting. Okay. All the events were only modern. Uh, there was one chaos draft, so I went to that, and mm-hmm. it was uh, well, I got like past three wrath effects and a Sedgemore witch. Oh, okay. So draft went well. Yeah, man. Speaking of chaos draft, I'm a little bummed. Because I'm still waiting for the Hunter Burton to post side events to find out if I'm going to go or not. Because it's currently it's, it's just modern, right? Uh, but the Zandy Chaos Draft already sold out seats, so that was kind of a one check, one one box off the things I'll go for. Uh, I'm going. You're going. I'm going. It, it's, <sighs> I've I've got to go. It's the only event this whole year that's going to happen. There's no way I'm not going. I'm going to just build burn. You can literally buy the most pimped Goblin guides for like. $15 each. You can buy unpimped ones for like eight. Yeah. You own all of the good burn cards because you're playing Pioneer. Like you own Swift Spears, you own Soul Scar Mages. Like you just have to literally buy bolts. All right. Maybe we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I might be in at least for like Saturday, just like come back Sunday. I don't know. We'll see. But I would love to see the boys go hit up like a gen maybe. But anyway, um, and then, but yeah, everything's going pretty good besides that. Uh, anything else going on, guys? Anything Anything else? Non-magic, non-magic? I saw Cruella. Boy, that movie's a ride. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of great image come out of that movie. I'm an, I'm an, I'm, like, I give it as a movie like a 6.5, probably like a 6.5, 6.8. Out of 7? But but out of, out of, out of 6. Um, <laughs> <laughs> out of 5, actually. Yeah. Uh, but as for entertainment value... It was great. I it was just ridiculous. It's definitely not a kids movie, but if you, I wouldn't pay the thirty dollars at Disney Plus to go see it. But if you have like a safe movie theater to go to and can find like a five six dollar matinee showing, go watch it. Have fun. It's ridiculous. Is it better or worse than the uh, the butthole cut of cats? Nothing will be better than the butthole cut of cats. Okay, gotcha. I was going to see the butthole cut. I was going to see Quiet Place too, but it ended up not doing it. I am going to be seeing In the Heights very soon. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the Heights. It comes out like, uh, well, I, the people are listening on Friday, so it comes out a week from today. I'll be seeing mm-hmm. my brother, and I will be seeing In the Heights with him, among a lot of other things we'll be doing. I'll probably watch In the Heights at home just because it's going to be on HBO. Is it? Yeah, it'll be on HBO. Oh, i got to go to a theater. I'm going to be in Chicago. i got to go to a theater in Chicago, right? They, they're known for those, right? Yeah, definitely. Although I – hopefully by the time like West Side Story comes out, I'll probably go see that in theaters though because that's not going to be on the streaming service. I didn't even know that was coming out. Man, yep, what are Steven movies? Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. 
What are movies? Fast Nine is coming out. We're going to the moon, just like uh, Bitcoin. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm going to Fast Nine. Yeah. There's no way I'm not watching that in an Alamo Draft House with like a lot of beverage in my hand. Okay, so fun thing that leaked this online this weekend has been fully confirmed yet, but there are rumors that Universal or Paramount, whoever owns that series, is trying to make a crossover with the Jurassic park franchise oh, i've seen those rumors but i really just want a uh magic uh commander deck with Dwayne the rock johnson and vin diesel no uh, you know like it. dual decks you know like in fast yes, five they, well also in real life because they hate each other do they really yes that is why the rock has his own fast and furious related franchise because they got into hella beef after over fast five uh, apparently like the Rock was like, he's not a real professional and stuff like that. Like it oh, got. Oh no. Yeah. But anyway, my thing, my thing with though, the, the fast, and the furious Jurassic park crossover, I don't want the first movie. I want the sequel for when the evil T-Rex joins La Familia. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. I want to no, I want to drive a motorcycle up a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. And you know do a happen. flip, you know, and jump off the motorcycle to catch onto a jeep that is flying hung from uh, a helicopter. When do we? But when do we drift dinosaurs? Or <laughs> when do we drift? In the third one, that's when we always do Chris it. Chris Pratt shows up drifting raptors. Like, like you do the bike stunt where you, the bike slides under a truck, but it's a raptor. Yeah, I've heard about jumping the shark, but like they're now going to just jump a jump a megalodon. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. They jumped the shark after the first movie, and now it's like, hey, we need to jump a literal shark. I mean, like, look. In a lowrider. Remember when this the- when this series started off about stealing DVD players? Actually, I was talking about that. I was like, man, Fast 9 is coming out. And I'm like, man, I don't think they've stolen anything since Fast 5. Well, they stopped a guy from stealing a nuclear submarine. That wasn't Fast. No, that wasn't The Fate of the Furious. That was 7 or 8. My favorite thing, though, is if you if you find someone out there who is at, somehow find someone who's never watched the movies, show them the first one, then take them to the movie theater for the newest one and ask them how we got there. And when we start <laughs> adding Jurassic Park to the mix, that conversation will be even weirder. I'm in. On, I'm in on this. Actually, uh, Ian wants to watch all of them with me before the. Can, fast can I be? Can I be part of this? Of Hey, Ian, we're going to watch one in Fast 9, and then we're going to have to talk to you, how, tell us how we got there. Right. He's a writer, right? He'll enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be a upcoming Door Monster sketch. Hey, do you think there are more or less uh, Fast and Furious movies versus Rocky movies? Uh, do Fast we count Furious, Creed? By like two or three. Yeah, we do count Creed, yep. So there's like Rocky 6, and then there's Creed's 1 and 2, right? Yeah. There's like two, there's like two more Fast and Furious movies, I think. How much of those two more like that are out? Well, it's it's Rocky one through four. Then it's Balboa. Then it's just I think there's one that's just like Rocky again, right? Yeah, like, well, it's just there's also Rocky called Rocky. There's they Rocky like five. also remade it, and then they did the Creed movies. Yeah, or Creed Son, whatever. Creed and then Creed two. But anyway, we're a Magic the Gathering podcast. Are and we? Besides, yeah, apparently sometimes I guess. <laughs> so it's time to kick back to the format of. What killed magic this week? What did kill magic this week? What killed magic this week was actually wizards themselves, because you can't tell me this wasn't an inside job. Because guess what, guys? We actually have a challenge to talk about here in a few minutes. 
We have a real honest to goodness challenge. It fired the signal. The, the horns of Gondor went around the hillsides and the players showed up It fired. And then Sunday morning came around. It's time to light the fires again, get the signals going out, get people showing up. But wait a minute. The Mitko servers were down. Uh oh. That's right. Mitko servers were down Sunday morning. So the Pioneer Challenge couldn't fire because they knew. They're afraid. We're gaining groundswell once again. And they're afraid of the format succeeding and happening. Uh oh. All I know is that lightning bolts can't melt steel beams. That's all I know. I mean, they can't let they can't let it, you know, they can't let Pioneer be good yet because they have to sell Modern Horizons 2. And oh, once you're right. That format's in the dumpster. Then they unban Twin, and then when it goes in the dumpster again, they'll look back at Pioneer. Also, there's a Pro Tour this weekend, and I didn't know about it until literally this morning. Is it the last one yet? No, there's like thir- 13 more months, I think. Okay. And then and then no more Pro Magic, but more competitive magic, and this is good. Correct. Yes. This is what we want. Yep. Alrighty then. So, after now that we've, we've done going over Killed Magic... The, the current course of plan for this week's episode, we're going to talk about those challenge results, those sweet, sweet challenge results. We finally got some good ones. We have our own challenge to talk about. That's right, because uh, we did the monthly webcam a week early. And then we're going to talk a few minutes about uh, a couple thoughts on Modern Horizons. You know, even though it's the format I care probably the least about, it's still interesting to talk about because I think it's setting out interesting precedents for the game going forward. And then we bring back Does It Slap with the real banger this week in the introduction of our new monthly challenges. And we are going to decide once and for all what color combo is the best for Hero of Precinct 1. There we go. So let's get into this challenge, shall we? Let's get into it. Righty. So, of course, this is on Saturday. In eighth place, we have Esper Control by Cure Katana. Seventh place burn by P Tarts to win. Mono Black Aggro by L1XO. In fifth place, we have Jun Citadel by Snoo Snoo M Rick, who also won the Super Challenger, the Super Qualifier, whatever you want to call it, the week before. So, congrats to them on making another top eight after that big win. We have Luris Burn by Mox Squirrel. Third place, we have. Sultai Bring to Light, Sultai Valky is whatever you want to call it. I know, Chris, I'm sure you want to talk about this deck a little bit. By Duke12. Second place by WK Midori is a take on Lotus Field. And first place, we have Bant Spirits by Remph. So do you want to start with uh, the Lotus Field deck, or do you want to start at the bottom and work our way up from Esper Control for these top eight deck lists? Let's drink it. I want to start at Lotus Field because I've been wanting and desperately like trying to go out and play some Lotus Field. All right, well, okay. talk to us about Lotus Field, Ricky. So, what what are we playing here? What's 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 the Lotus Field du jour this week? So, this is a really interesting build. Not well, it's not like too too interesting at the beginning because we got our Boreal Grazer, the one of Brawl. Lots of people like the one of Brawl. Some people like two of Brawl. Four Fey instead of two Fey. Four Vizier. Generally, if you play four Fey of Wishes, you play less uh, of the wolf enchantment wolf willow haven we're playing hidden strings we're playing oh shimmer of possibility over strategic planning i don't know about this one i mean uh it does actually get you one card deeper so shimmer possibility a little bit better than strategic planning it does not build your yard 
uh, for the dig through times, but this person's uh, we're only playing one dig through time as opposed to like three or four. That is because we're playing emergent ultimatum in this deck. So we're taking turns. What's our what's our emergent ultimatum package here? So our emergent ultimatum package here seems to be omniscience. Okay. Peer into the abyss. And I'm trying to find what the last one is. I assume it's Mastermind's Acquisition is what I assume. It's, I, I'm thinking Mastermind or Fave Wishes, right? Right, probably Mastermind or Fave Wishes. It's really interesting because I don't think anybody will ever give you the Omniscience. Mm-hmm. But it is there. So this is, this is sort of like a different build on it. Like I've seen some people play like the Emergent Ultimatum build, but they were just playing sort of like more of a like normal emergent ultimatum package and not like really they're more like taking turns than just like playing the lotus field deck sure this is interesting and i've actually started to see on mtg goldfish um that it's listing like taking turns as a separate deck from lotus field yeah even though they're really similar in the sideboard where we do have like the approach and the nine lives and uh maze mine tome which is an interesting one to grab and then you know ugin's Thought Distortions, Peer into the Abysses. Uh, I don't see a way to win with the Peer into the Abysses in this deck. Like, there's no Niv-Mizzet to tutor. No, but I mean, like, you just draw your whole deck right with your Omniscience in play. I mean, yeah, that also probably gets you there, right? Yeah. Approach that sun or whatever you want to do to win. Really, Mm -hmm. it's really fun with this deck because what you're just trying to do is set up a, like, combo board state. And then Mm -hmm. you get to, like, freeform your combo. You get to, like, you know remix throw it up you know let's look through my sideboard find out how i want to win and uh walk through it you know also like you can also just emerge an ultimatum for value like it sucks because again we haven't gotten to see this play a lot but like part of me wonders if you're not just like cool i'm gonna take omniscience uh hidden strings and pour over the pages you know what i'm saying like and by the way i'm gonna be untapping two lotus fields as i do that like right like my worst case scenario is like I untap all my lands and draw a bunch of cards. So it's like, Hey, it's free. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's not my favorite, but it's an option, right? Or like, you know, omniscience, cause you know, they're never giving you omniscience. So it's like omniscience dig through time, something like I'm guessing there's a value package here where like, you know, they're never giving you omniscience. So you take something that lets you untap some of your Lotus fields to get your most of your mana back. And then like you casted that for, you know, of what is functionally two mana or for free, depending on what you get, and you get to you get to draw a bunch of cards. Like, uh, there's probably some way to break it, but again, assuming they're not giving you omniscience, um, you know, your pair on the abyss doesn't seem as good at that point. Right. All righty then. Let's move on. Chris, do you want to talk about this soul tide decklist by Duke Twelve? We haven't really seen. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this decklist in the past, right? It's just we're going to play like blue black control, jam some Valky VTL in it, but we haven't really seen it a lot recently what do you what do you think obviously we get a top eight here is this deck still hang yeah i think the the couple things you know i I a lot of times am able to put a pin on you know not um not an expert man or anything but just having seen metagames over over so long like what's going on and we've talked about it a, a while ago we were thinking hey maybe it's going to be gear hulk um plus magma opus as kind of the combo but that seemed kind of fun the real combo that you do the real synergy as we've been talking about for a long time is still bring to light valky a lot of the decks from this challenge brought bring to light valky which is also why the number one played card and this is one of my signs of something i really don't like about the format was mystical dispute 
in this particular deck, um, I do like the way this is going. This has got three Jace, which, by the way, seems to be on a slight price downtrend, or it was. So you can definitely find the, your Jaces for $10, $15 now. you got to look, but they're definitely out there. Uh, one we're, we're clarifying the, fl- the Flip Jace here. The Flip Jace, Jace for Prodigy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, three Jace, one Scavenging Ooze, two Valky, and then a bunch of control cards. Uh, four Fatal Push, four Opt, four Thoughtseize in the main deck, an Assassin's Trophy, and a Gate, an Essence Extraction. That one is the one, if you guys don't remember, was uh, a Kaladesh card, or just from that block, I mean. That is uh, colorless and double black. It deals three damage to target creature, and you gain three life at instant speed. Um, Burn has been really popular in the past couple weeks, looking at different, uh, not necessarily challenges, but like leagues, things like that. Burn's done very, very well. So I think something like that is a, a concession to some of the burn matchups because that card's just so good, right? Killing something and gaining you three life. A lot of times is the difference in the game. So we're going to play as one essence instruction, a hero's downfall, three sinister sabotage, one behold the multiverse, one extinction event, one languish. That's kind of our obviously sweeper package. And then three brings light and three, uh, three dig through time with one dead weight. So a lot of one of in this deck, you obviously get to look at a lot of cards between Jace, uh, Valky, um, dig through time, that kind of thing. And since we're only playing a couple creatures, we get to companion Aluris because why not? I think companioning Luris in decks like this do does make a lot of sense, and it's a way to get to bring your Valky back right late game to try and do it again. So I think this evolution of companioning um, with Valky seems to make a lot of sense. And again, there's a lot of bring to light Valky in this event overall. So that combo is here to stay for sure. Alrighty then. Uh, quick thought on Snoo Snoo Emric bringing back that Jun Citadel. Uh, you know, it looked like food really kind of pushed Citadel out of the the format, but I, I think with where the fort's right now, uh, Jund is going to be your better option, right? I mean, I feel like the food deck, you're playing better against all the aggressive decks while things are trending more into mid-range. Now we want to play the, the combo, the one-hit winner of Bolus' Citadel. What do you guys think about that? Uh, this seems awesome. We get to play Thoughtseize and Collected, Collected Company. So, you know, um, I'm definitely in. I think, obviously, those are some very, very powerful cards. You get to disrupt what your opponent's doing. So if your opponent's in kind of a control strategy, um, trying to do whatever to you, you've got a lot of disruption. So obviously, you don't go as as crazy late game, but you do get to murder some of the random aggro decks that are that are going to be around. Bolus Citadel lets you go crazy late game. I mean, I was watching some games. I've played some games where... Hey, opponents at five life, but they have both Citadel. They just, all it takes is two cards off the top. They activate Citadel. You're dead. Yeah, very true. I mean, like I said, they definitely, it's definitely more of a, a semi combo style, right? I think, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, one way to take advantage of some of the dirtily decks where, you know, you've got a lot of card advantage. I, it doesn't seem like this deck is going to be as good against the, the kind of controlish Valky decks that are out there. Again, there's a lot of blue black decks that are playing Valky one way or another, whether or not it's through Niv to Light or just a blue black control deck, um, splashing some Bring to Light for some Valky action, whatever it might be. And so I think in that matchup, it seems to me, I could be very, very wrong on this. Tweet at me if I'm crazy off. Um, it seems to me like I would want more of a value game in that. I'm like, I'm not sure how the combo does there, just because, you know, your collective companies and your Bulls and Citadels are incredibly likely to get countered. More um, thought seized away. I mean, those decks were main decking for thought seized, right? In my control deck. So it seems like in that, I would rather be in the long game um, versus trying to combo off. But but who knows? Like I said, week to week, I think, think the fact that this deck can adjust 
I think is crucial. So, I mean, this is a deck that if you want to build it, you've got a kind of a value engine you can play, and you've also got kind of this combo engine you can play, and it's got a lot of value built into it anyway. Between Clothis to close the game out, um, and your mana accelerants you've got between your mana dorks and then your random Eldrazi guy you're playing to pump out some extra mana, this deck has a lot of growth potential, I think, week to week, depending on what you think you're going to face. I mean, you could always just sideboard in. Like, <clears throat> you've got, like you know, take out the collective companies or take out the bullets of Citadels, just bring in like a binding of the old gods and three Corvolds and like you just roll less combo, right? Like in against like the more aggro decks. I think this deck is sweet. Uh real quick, Chris, we talked about Soul Tie. How do you like adding red like M Chilperico did just to play a Dragon Master outcast in the main? <laughs> yeah, I saw this. This is a card that again, like, you know, between um like back in the day, this was a powerful card, right? Like again, it just this card dies to uh, a everything. Breath. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't want to say what you always say, but it dies to a, a swift breeze, you know. So, uh, but I do love this card, right? I mean, at the beginning of your upkeep, you just need to have six or more lands, create a five-five red dragon creature token. How easy is that? You know, main deck in the Soul Guide Lantern this time. I mean, you get to recur it with your Loris, so why not, right? Yeah. Uh, this deck seems sweet. Uh, I like this deck. I think it's weird that we're moving the Loris as the control option, but like, I mean, with Valky, Jace, you know, why not, right? I mean, Valky and Jace lock you out from playing like Free Kahira and Gigantha and stuff like that, right? So, I don't have Loris again. Loris gets me back my dragon, right? Like, it rarely gets exiled. So, you know, I'm trying to protect my Loris essentially to get my engine going that way. Um, I'm a little surprised we don't see any amount of, like, release the winds. Like, it seems to me bring to light, obviously, you know, insane because of the uh, wrath package. But, you know, here, you know, you definitely have your four colors that you can go get one of your wraths. So that's why the bring to light's there for sure. But uh, I wonder if there's not out there a, you know, a less bring to light reliant build. Again, probably not as good because you can't get your sweepers, but, you know, you could probably only be two colors and instead just play a release the winds version where it's like, hey, I don't care if you kill my Valky because it's coming back once I get my Luris and then I've got another turn to try and try and get that going. So I also like the two painful truth in the board. Sure. My, my only thing with the, the release the winds deck is that's definitely more all in. And it requires you have two pieces, right? As opposed to just the one. And there's going to be a tur- an awkward turn where you have to tap out. You, you know, your spell has to release the winds has to resolve. I think release the winds. If you're just like want to balls to the wall, just go for it. Then yeah. But obviously if you just want consistency, a little more safety, that's where the bring the light comes in. For sure. I think it's more just my dreams rather than actually it actually being good, right? Like I like the release the winds version. I think it's also a lot more budget friendly, you know, um, you know, obviously when you're looking at playing thought seasons and Valkyries, it's not going to be incredibly budget friendly, especially with shocks and whatnot, but the blue black mana base is what is way easier to play. And I guess I think that the blue black version um, splashing a Luris companion, if you wanted to build this deck would be a fine budget start, you know, like a lot of your control cards are not very expensive extinction event, surprisingly cheap languish, you know, under a dollar dig through times, very inexpensive. So, you know, a, Outside of your thought seizes, your control aspects of this are very inexpensive. So if you were somebody who had Valky opened a lot of Kel time, whatever, I don't think release the winds are very expensive. You could get a starter version of this deck that's pretty budget uh, that I guess I like, I guess is what I'll, I'll say. I don't think it's as good, but I definitely like that deck. 
All right, three deck lists, three other decks to talk about real quick. Uh, Phoenix Boys, there's a new Izzet deck on the block with what is being called White Red, because I guess we'd see uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have True Blue Izzet Tempo here, right? Or just Izzet Aggro. I don't know what you want to call it. talk about this deck. Yeah, this deck is crazy. Yeah, right? So four Monastery, Swift Spear, four Soul Scar Mage, four Dreadhorde Arcanist, four Sprite Dragon, four Stormwing Entity, Four Crash Through, two Dive Down, four Off, two Shock, four Wild Slash, four Express Federation, two Lightning Strike. I was actually going to stream this deck right before we recorded because we had to record on Tuesday this week, but I got stuck at work for like two extra hours, so I didn't. So I'm going to be streaming this deck tomorrow. So if either of you are going to be around, hit me up. Uh, I'm the. I think we're gonna we're gonna jam this deck for sure. It seems like fun. I definitely like the. You know, I love me some Dreadheart Arcanist. So you know, you you can't. Uh... Can't pull that away from me. I love that one. And then, you know, obviously that's a great combo with Stormwing Entity, where it's like, hey, I don't actually have to pay to cast my spell. You know, I just cast any random spell, get my Stormwing Entity cheaper. And we've been talking about Stormwing Entity for a long time because, again, you know, there's so much reliance on Fatal Push and then obviously to some extent Heartless Act. Uh, it's an easy way to get around things. It's also an odd cost to complement, you know, your 8 even and 12 odds. So, you know, splits your Extinction Event costs around. I mean... This this kind of ties in a little bit what we're going to talk about in a few minutes for the precedence of Modern Horizons, right? We're, now we're seeing modern and historic kind of leak into Pioneer here with really just the Pioneer version of the Prowess deck, right? Yep. I mean, Expressive Iteration is probably the most expensive card from uh, Strixhaven. <laughs> wow, that's... It's at like four dollars a copy right now. Dang! All right, good for you, Expressive Iteration. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I opened a couple of copies. Yeah, I've been playing it like just in standard. This card is very, very, very powerful. Yep, for sure. All right, last uh, second last deck I want to talk about here in 26th place by Chilled Aided. We have four color Omnath. Okay, uh, a deck a deck you know I'm not a big fan of, but we we do see it pop up here and then. So hey, if you've bought standard cards in the last year, here's your deck. <laughs> it's got Felidar retreats. I mean, that's the only reason I really wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Felidar retreat, uh, and then it's got other cards. I mean, there's some real world dumb mana available in Pioneer between um, Sylvan Carotid, the Paradise True. There's a lot of like safe mana options that I'm surprised we don't have like. Uh, a real ramp craziness deck but again there's so many prevalent counterspells and hand disruption it makes it kind of tough but here's your kind of version of that right it's like eventually you'll run out of counters and i'll have a genesis ultimatum you know or Who escape the wild fetch lands mm-hmm. you can have you can have four or five codex of pioneer without fetch lands i mean look at how well these are performing yeah this deck plays actual two evolving wilds actual evolving. i'm not re- not misreading that actual two no evolving that is actual evolving wilds i'd like to point out this deck plays uh Two cards that are currently banned in standard in oh. uh, Omnath and Escape to the Wilds. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cards are too good for standard, guys. They escape to Pioneer. Yep. The uh, Wilds of Pioneer, clearly. Hey, you know what can't be countered? Coma. What can't be countered? A certain Cosmo Serpent. Yeah, I played that in my deck. Got a couple on the sideboard here. All right. Last deck I want to talk about is, well, it's called Blue, Red, Green, but it's really just, is it? It's another is a deck here. In 30th play by Namas84, four Goldspan Dragon, three Niv Mizzet, Perun, one Ooze with Beer Dragon, one Dive Down, one Magma Spray, four Opt, one Spike Field Hazard, one Wild Slash, one Sensor, one Negate, 
two Scorching Dragon Fire, three Cylindar Scorn, three Anger of the Gods, one Prismari Command, three Sinister Sabotage, one Valakut's Awakening, one Expansion Explosion, two Dig Through Time, and two Treasure Maps. Wow. Uh, I'm surprised that the only one Prismari Command, but the three drop spot is uh, is pretty full, pretty packed. Hey, Selimgar the... Scorn, though. Oh, yeah. Um, this deck is sweet. It's just Dragon's Control. Um, it really yeah. is dumb, actually. Like, Goldspan Dragon, like, they're 20 bucks right now. Yeah. Probably just bite the bullet and buy them. You think? I mean, like... I'm playing a lot with this card in standard, and it's just are they like, going, are they going up post rotation? It's just like if you untap with it, like you win. Like it's sure. pretty much over. Like the only thing yeah. that, that beats you at that point is like you know like ultimatum or something like that. But even then, like you're gonna hold up counterspell magic, and if they try to answer your dragon, you just get more mana. Like <clears throat> for the rest of the game, you have a very very quick clock with your dragon that swings for four every turn. And then you just get so much mana that you can play every card in your hand. I mean, Sylvangar's score is so funny when you have a gold span in play. Thanks for targeting my creature. Counterspell your spell. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get that treasure. Well, that's how you cast the counterspell, right? Right. Exactly. It's just sort of dumb, honestly. Like, I was also playing, like, it, it allows stupid cards like the Jeskai Mutate deck to exist because every time you mutate, you get the treasure. Like, it's, it's just, this card is very good. I'm just saying that it's definitely going to see tons of play in standard for the next two years that it's in standard. And it's probably going to be the, like, it's probably better than bringing glory. And I, it was, it was our number one card for Cal time. Right. And I hate to say that. I feel like I'm betraying all my glory bringers, but like this guy's like way better than bringing glory. Alrighty then, let's wrap it up for this challenge and take a look at the results of our webcam event. And it was a big one, guys. Let me tell you what. This week, I want to shout out to everyone that played in this one. Uh, obviously, we do that every week. Thanks to everyone who plays. But this week, we had about half the field were a bunch of newcomers, people who have been on the server for a while, just sort of jumping in. A couple, like, this, they've only been playing Magic for, like, a few weeks. So that was awesome. Getting to meet some really cool people. Uh, obviously, with stores opening up. Don't forget, we're still going to run these as we go along every Saturday. First, Usually the first Saturday, we're going to have some uh, mix-ups here and there. But always a lot of fun. And I want to say, this time, definitely, competition's getting a little stiffer. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to discourage anyone. We do still have the proxy limit, the, the proxy rules, though, for people who want to, you know, still kind of budget and but build some better decks. Um, but don't let the, again, that turn down, the turn up, rather, in parallel discourage everyone from joining in. Uh, but, I mean, this this one was big. I mean, we had Jun Citadel. We had F- Enigmatic Fires, Bant Company, Bant Spirits, a couple of different red decks. Well, actually, I do want to shout out fifth place here because if you remember, we had a Dozen Slap a few months ago where we talked about a Goblin deck. Well, guess what? This fifth place deck list took our advice and, like, this is what they built with our advice. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think it's all positive because thing one, there was a bunch of people who come to hang out and play, and it was awesome. And like, there are people who were like, "Hey, I only had so much time to play, so like, this is my time, and I gotta go." And like, that's a okay, right? Like, there's no feel bads yeah. in that. It's like a funs event, 
And the thing is, a lot of the people who are now doing well are people who started off exactly where you are here. It's like if you started playing Magic a month or two ago or something like that, freaking awesome. First of all, welcome. And thing two, everybody starts somewhere. So again, a lot of the field, you know, all of the field did make top eight are also starting somewhere. We just have been talking about the last several weeks, how if you check the Discord, there's a whole list in there about how you can make a competitive Pioneer deck with a with a budget right like you don't have to you can kind of try it out see how you like it and and kind of go from there so again everybody starts somewhere stiffer competition is just i think more players players who've been playing for a while investing in their decks more you know whatever it might be so um i think all positives to come out of this for sure i'd like to speak to sir epicness because somebody actually played this deck yeah dude Sir Epicness, of course, um, our previous a previous Crew Three champion mm-hmm. with Enchantress has been all over at Ignatic Fires. Jeez, like I mean, like I don't think the deck is. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna say the deck is bad because people <laughs> play it, but like he played it, they played it in paper. Like that sort yeah. of that just takes guts, you know. It's a it's a lot of card movement, a lot of very stupid things happen in this deck. I, I also want to apologize to Senpai Chris. I played Magma Opus, but I did not play. I did not let the big dog hunt, and I uh, I think I did worse because of it. That's okay. The, sometimes the big dog needs to take a rest. You know what I'm saying? Eat some kibble, yeah. chill out. You know what I'm saying? The big dog can't always be hunted. Sometimes the big dog got a rest. So yeah, obviously I played I played the more control version of Team Opus instead of the the flash version. Um, and I think with our field, the flash version is probably just going to be better in the long run, uh, just because it is very the formats. Our, our usual turnouts are much more aggressive. Uh, so uh, the few games I played against more mid-rangey decks, we crushed. Uh, then we played Wombat into Goblins, and boy, I just got run over. There you go. Also, this Goblins deck, it was scary to play against. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like, turn three, oh, I just took ten from Goblin Piledriver. Cool. Whew. Yep, that'll do it. Uh, but then, of course, the finals was Wonky Wombat on Monored Aggro and newly recrowned winner Servo Token on Rakdos Arcanist. So, uh, look, I'm just going to put it out there, listeners at home. Wombat pointed out, out of the last, like, three or four webcam events, they've been, like, 80% of the top eight of the finals competitors. So, someone's got to step up and take that crown away. Yeah, we do need somebody to... Uh... To roll up now. To be fair, Servo has been playing quite a few different styles of decks. So yes. he, I think he started off on like Doom Foretold or something like that a while back, like way early on. Yeah. And Servo's he's got played a different deck every, like every time. Yeah, he's, he's got something new going on. So he's hard to predict, and like you said, he knows what's coming. So here is a full three Culligans command. I, I don't know how much cre- uh, creature damage Culligans command dealt. Well, my English today, um, but I I know it was more than two. You know what I'm saying? Like that had to be cast all the time at two damage and get something back or, you know, whatever it might've been. Right. Um, Angrass rampage. He said it himself. He knew Wombat was going to be there. So half his sideboard is for the Wombat matchup. Yep. Yep. Gift of Aetherborn. Right. I mean, that's, that's going to be a huge part of it. Moment of of craving. craving. Moment of craving. Mm. Yep. Get God. Yep. Know who your competition is. Right. Um, Servo's doing the, uh, the Wayne Gretzky. He's, uh, he's not going where the puck is. He's going where the puck is going. Yep. All right, then. So let's take a few minutes here to talk about, you know, again, like Chris said, 
It's not what's happening. It's where things are going. Let's talk a couple minutes about not just the cards in Modern Horizons. Let's talk about the implications of Modern Horizons. Ricky, this is kind of your idea to talk about for a few minutes here. So why don't you start us off with where we're going with this conversation. So uh, Legacy is a format. And people can't play Legacy. News to me, but okay. Right. People can't play Legacy because why? Because the cards are old bordered, which makes them expensive. Because uh, they said no more old bordered cards, and all the uh, all the Rudies of the world have bought them all, right? Yes. Uh, so we're we're no longer going to be able to play Legacy in the near future. So what are we going to do? Unless you we, want to take a second mortgage, we make modern into Legacy. We print all these free spells and cards that just accelerate the game way too fast, and we say it's a turn four format and ban twin. And, uh, and we we go ahead and make all the cards go on turn two. We let Oko sit in the format. We let Uro sit in the format. We let Urza just go around unchecked. Uh, but now they've decided we're just gonna let's just let's call it a day. Let's not hide our let's not hide our intentions anymore. We're gonna print all the modern cards in old borders so that way they will be worth money and therefore it will be our new legacy. And the proof has been there the whole time. You guys were excited about your time spiral cards coming in old borders. That's bad news. It means that those cards are going up because they're in old borders now. You saw the foil price of those old bordered cards. And now literally hiding in collector's packs only, you can actually open the entirety of Modern Horizons 1. Like I'm pretty sure the actual factual entirety of the set in old bordered versions, only in collector's boosters, of course. Uh, in Modern Horizons 2. I, but, like, that's what this set is, right? It's redux versions of cards that are too powerful to print, reprints of reserveless, or not reserveless cards, but legacy legal cards that, hey, we could probably get away with these. And that's the set, right? And squirrels. And squirrels. And a which, lot of hey, memes. Hey, the people sitting out there who are going to tell me, who are trying to tell me that squirrels is going to be competitive in Modern, just stop. And then send me your Chatterfangs, because look, I just built the fiancé <laughs> Wolf Tribal Commander, so I'm going to teach her how to play Magic with, and all I want to do is have the tribal, the real dual deck matchup of Wolves versus Squirrels. And I can't do that when Chatterfang costs $70. Bragavan is $80. What? Bragavan, Nimble Pilfer, what? is $80 pre-selling on Cartoon right now. What? <gasps> Yep. Yeah, because it's the best red one-drop ever printed. I mean, you're not wrong. It has the most words of any red one-drop ever printed, that's for sure. Uh, Does it it pass the Questing Beast test? uh, We the people, in order to make a more perfect Ragavan. Yeah. Okay. Alright. I think, and I'm not really kidding, like I am, like it's a joke, but also I'm not. um, When I say that they're trying to make modern into legacy and make people forget legacy ever was a thing because a they can't really monetize legacy anymore it's all secondhand market and it's all cards that they can't reprint and it's all cards that aren't going to reprint because it it would debase the like credibility of their game as a collectible Mm -hmm. as an nft let's let's look at some that's an nft jesus so let's look at like just some of the reprints right imperial recruiter whoo baby upheaval you kidding me Cabal coffers, like some of these reprints. I'm just like, did we, did we actually try these out? Flame Rift is insane. Like that card is legacy 
in Legacy Burn. Like two yeah. mana, four damage, they, both players. They they printed Yawgmoth's will. In green, yeah. Like the reprints, some of them are okay. We got Mog Salad, which is once again another free card. Um we got counterspell. Full on counterspell. Uh, you know, we got like a bunch of real spicy reprints. We have a uh, fixed demonic tutor. Like we have the shut it down, sh- close it all, just log off, s- f- delete all the files. We have the best named card in Magic history. Which is <laughs> damn, damn. Yeah, you're right. Just just hit him with that Ron Simmons. Damn. The uh, like it's like we've got all the all the good cards we give to Green as is tradition. Including Noble Hierarch 2.0. Yeah, new Noble Hierarch for green. Uh, Urborg for green. The the Honestly, the Squirrel Command is probably going to be really good. Yeah, uh, best command goes to green now. Uh, just give green everything. It just Storm goes to green now. It's just sort of like, it feels really pushed. And there are a couple cards that I looked at and I'm like, this would be sort of funny in Pioneer, in Pioneer, but like, I think that Pioneer is in a really good spot. And if things like Modern Horizons two and a Modern Horizons three is on the quote unquote horizon, um, I can only see Pioneer getting bigger because people are going to get real fed up with this, like real fast. Like it's sort of fun when a set comes out, um, like Innistrad, and it's got some good cards that see play in Modern, or like you know. Uh, let's say like Almond Cat comes out and like it didn't do a whole lot for modern, but there were some cool reprints in lottery cards. Like some people messed around with Hazaret in modern. Some people messed around with like, Oh, hollow one. People play hollow one in modern, right? Yeah. And finding those gems to play in the more eternal formats is fun. And ever since we've been through the like wizards trying to monetize modern by like, Oh yeah. Okay. Once upon a time, like just print the good modern cards very obvious and blatantly in the set. Push them to make sure that they're good. I just, this whole design, now I'm ranting on on just design in general, but uh, I think that they're going to continue to pump modern with just like new have to have staples and new expensive sets that you have to buy or you're going to lose in the format because all the best cards are the new cards, you know. How are you going to play any black deck without grief? How are you going to play any blue deck without subtlety? Like, Torark is going to be good in black. Imperial Recruiter, and it's a reprint, but still you're going to need it. Uh, just yeah. like, you know, just all these cards. Dar- Darthy Voidwalker, like, just insane cards. It's definitely safe to say, right, that hey, we can't monetize Legacy. We're not going to be able to reprint Legacy. Legacy is just getting pushed out of reasonable playability for a lot of players. Right. So why not ratchet up Modern? We have Pioneer to pick up the slack for Modern for just non-rotating, sort of loosely eternal playable at a more reasonable power level, right? In theory, yeah. And then in, what, 10, 12 years, Modern is going to get priced out. We're just going to start the cycle over again. Right, and we will make uh, a new. Uh, what do you do after you pioneer? Let's see. What's the new format? Can Colonize. We new... Can we call it colony? No, no, no. Come on. It's going to be. We already got historic. Okay, the next magic format name is going to be. Um, I'm going to say 
planeswalk, planeswalk format. Oh. Planeswalk format, okay. Right. No, no, no. It's just going to be called Eldraine. There we go. <laughs> so the new magic format is called Eldraine. It starts with Eldraine and it ends with Eldraine. You play okay. Eldraine cards and Uro. Hey, Ricky, before we end this, this segment, I do want to ask you one question. Sure. How do you feel about the Green Evoke card having reach? Man, so I was actually looking over some Dwinans the other day, because I have a yeah. bunch in my binder, foil ones, of right? Of course. And yeah. I realized something. Because there's two arts. There's a, there's a starter deck art, and there's a non-starter deck art. And the starter deck art, the word reach is twice as big. <laughs> they want you to know. I'm not kidding. Like, I think that the original Twinin is formatted badly and Wizards should reach out to me and apologize. Because I'm dumb. Because if we're making ridiculous uh, demands of Watsy at this point in time, I would like to make one. And I want an apology for Twinin. Who's speech. making ridiculous demands? I just want to know when the hell Modern P- Pioneer Masters is coming look, out on Arena. Look, if you want to know what's in the booster pack without buying it, how... You gotta buy it to find out what's in it, duh. That's fair. That's fair. You want flow charts to figure out what's in the boosters? Crazy consumers, just buy what it. Are the, when are the boosters gonna have spoiler season for the next set? Oh wait, they kind of did that with conspiracy, so never mind. They do that all the time. Those like accidental cards that get dropped in. Yeah, air quotes accidents. Right. Alrighty then. Anything? Any other? Yep. Any closing thoughts? Cool. All right. Who's ready for the big hero fight? determine who is the best hero of precinct one i'm ready all right let's start with lemon lyman's entrance of mardu hero so we have one lures the dream den four hero of precinct one four croxa titan of death's hunger two silver quill silencer two Stormfist crusader one fatal push four thoughtseize two dreadbore Four Humiliate, two Vanishing Verse, four Cold Against Command, one Claim to Fame, and three Silver Quill Command. So is this sort of like, uh, like, this is sort of like normal doesn't slap, right? Well, we're not going to be like telling them how to improve the deck, but we are going to sort of critique them, right? Okay. I only want to make one change. Okay. I would play Killian, because Killian plus Silver Quill Command is the dumbest thing ever. Okay. I kind of uh, think we need a one drop, so like maybe some cacklers. I'm just saying, like I like Silver Quill Silencer a lot. Mm-hmm. We, I guess we we got Thoughtseize to look at their hand and humiliate, so I guess it could be fine. But like Killian plus Silver Quill Command, I just playing. I've been playing a lot of limited. That's fair, and that's so gross. Silver Quill Command for two mana is actually a very good card. Yeah, uh, you know right, what card I. I think I, I want to see a little bit of these decks just going forward. Um, I don't see it in this one, but I, I think it could be interesting. Um, it's more of a budget consideration, and I'm not sure it's the best, but uh, especially if you didn't want to play like Thoughtseize the main, I think Make Your Mark might be kind of interesting here. Multicolored one Ooh. drop in response to removal. You get to make a dude. You make a token if your hero's out. Um, I, I've been kind of liking that card. You know, it's a very, very efficient uh, beater um, mm-hmm. That you that you make, you know what I'm saying, and it's a it's kind of a way that you know if your guy's not super worth protecting, which in uh, this case a lot of your guys aren't, like the three two you take would be just fine. Um, it can also theoretically push some damages or help push a trade three something like that. Been impressed with that card. Sure. Also, since we did talk about Modern Horizons just now, uh, man, I like the I like better hero. 
better hero? Oh, the, the legendary Boris hero. Man? Yeah, he's Boris going man. in the multicolor cube. I would hope so. I'm, um, we talked about Hero Precinct One. What's that? Hero Precinct One. I think I mentioned this before. Gives me like PTSD of the Guilds of Ravnica, Ravnica Allegiance, and back format. The the uh-huh. pre-war era, right? As some yeah. people might say, some of Magic's finest, right? Pre-war is where we went downhill, right? With fire design. Okay, sure. So pre-war era and war era Magic, I played a lot of standard. It was a great format. And I could not beat Hero Pile. I couldn't beat it. The deck is so atrociously bad. If you were to like go back and look at people who won with Esper Hero Pile, like they are gods among men. Like they are just like I don't know how the deck works, but I just kept losing to it. I hate this card. All right, Chris, what were you gonna say? Um, I was just gonna say I am very, very tired of them just attaching "Hey, exile a graveyard" to every card. We talked about that effect in standard, like the green cards get reach, but uh, uh-huh. the big thing is every black card slash whatever card just like now just removes graveyards because why not? I'm just like blue oh, card. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, put it on a oh, white card. Right. So that's Mardu hero. Now let's take a look at. Abzan Hero by Minjisku. We have three Anifens of the Foremost, three Cheville Bane of Monsters, three General Kudro, four Generals Enforcer, four Hero Precinct One, two Killian Ink Duelist, Ooh. one Maja Bredegard Protector, two Shanna Sissy's Legacy, four Siege Rhino, four Thali's Lieutenant, three Dire Tactics, three Jamokas Command, and two Silver Quill Commands. They got the combo. And we can make Rhino fly, like they say. Oh. My other thing about that is, you know, the Rhino's natural ha- the Rhino's natural habitat is one, the planes, and then two, your opponent's face. Right? That's where yes. a rhino belongs, both in your opponent's face and on its natural grazing planes. So I'm not sure how I feel about uh, flying rhinos, but I suppose it does help it get to your opponent's face faster. So, yeah, but, would, would, but how about a flying seven, eight rhino? I mean, you know, I'm not opposed to it. Chris, you're old like me. Yeah. Do you remember the Gideon alley oop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that with Silver Cool Command. Just the uh, Elspeth my Gideon type situation. Elspeth my Gideon attack you for nine in the air. Yep, yep, yep. yep. It was a really dumb way to end games. All right. Any any uh, any other abs and hero thoughts? Also, it's it's humans, so uh, we got a little yeah. bit of an extra hook here. I do love me some human sub theme. Um, obviously, you have to, you know. Um, I'm not sure if Rhino Super belongs here. This is this is kind of memeing it, but you know, I do love me some Thalia's Lieutenant. So you know, we've yeah. talked about how great that card is. So Siege John Rhino is obviously in there uh, <laughs> as as a meme, um, but probably need to replace that with a with a real card because again, like. We could only play so many non mono or non multicolored cards. Thalia's Lieutenant, I think, is an acceptable one just because of how powerful it makes your cards. But there's got to be something else to something else to do in there. And Offense drops... is an acceptable Rhino replacement in uh, in junk colors. So Rhino also keeps us from playing unclaimed territory. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we dropped Siege Rhino and just played any one drop for humans. Uh, throw on some Thraben Inspector. Yeah, I'm in. Is there not, sure. there's, no, there's not a hybrid one out there? I'm as there wasn't a not a one, Not a human, no, not yeah, human. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, let's take a look at Mile Pro's Naya 
hero. And of course, Naya is our color that we doubled up on. Also, I was supposed to do Jeskai, but then I just got caught up in everything else going on in my life. So I don't have a Jeskai. Also, I'd be disqualified anyway. So just assume it's going to be just a bunch of punchy, cheap creatures and then some Mantis Rider. Ooh, ah, there we go. All right, here we are with Naya Hero. Four Dryad Militant, four Judges Familiar, four Brain Tremissary, three Galea the Endless Dance, four Hero Precinct, one, four Voice of Resurgence, two Voltaic Brawler, one Tajik Legion's Edge, three Domra Anarch of Bolas, four Tarkus Command, four Heroic Reinforcements. This is hot. This is so... I want to play this yeah. deck. Yeah, this, me too. This deck right? is oh, hot. I don't God. like the Heroic Reinforcements, but this deck is definitely hot. What? Heroic Reinforcements are great. Nah, heroic is Reinforcements feels like cut, a holdover from the standard version. I would right? cut Heroic Reinforcements to two and play two Embercleave. Yo, yes. Yeah, I'm down for some Embercleave uh, for sure. Um, I, I would want to cut all the Heroic Reinforcements and play like maybe a couple Embercleave and maybe a couple... Oh, there's gonna be like a multicolor like removal spell just as like a two of or like a protection spell. Something like that. Oh, you could play like Domri's, am- Domri's Ambush. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Or even just like a protection spell, like the spirit yeah. guide that makes my creatures indestructible. Because we're all sure. we're kinda all in there. Um I don't hate that there's a familiar option here. Like this is the one drop multicolor stuff that I, I'm a big fan of on top of our burning tree emissary. Um uh, that it does a lot. It's a little bit, you know, our judge's familiar is not getting cast off of a BTE, but hey, we've got our Galia, Voice of Resurgence, right? One of the most powerful cards that's it's criminally underplayed. Um man, a set is card. a set is eleven dollars. Yeah, for voice resurgence. Isn't that insane? Dude, this card used to be like forty dollars a card. Yes. You can buy them for you can get foils for like five bucks right now. Mm-hmm. I'd like to send one more Tajik. I actually really like Tajik. Especially with all like the angers and stuff running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right, right? Like there's a lot of uh of, of damage sweepers, and then you know, we, we don't have a great way to stop um extinction event. But again, by making our opponent's stuff cost one more, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh. Yeah. With our judges familiar, I think this is this has got a lot going for it. So all another right. great one. All, all great submissions so far. So far. This one's kind of winning for me right now, though. I'm not gonna, you know, I don't want to put that out there, but uh Wait, you don't want to put it out there as you put it out there? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm impartial. I'm impartial. Right. But right. Uh, what else there's, we got? there's there's Galea. Uh here is Uwu Hero by Kinda Tales. <laughs> <laughs> next deck list next yep, deck bottom of the pack <laughs> we have three hero of precinct one four deputy detention two reflector mage four spell queller three dovin grand arbiter four azorius charm four dovin's veto four absorb two ojitized command two dispose deploy four raven's warning so here we got kind of a control take on the old hero archetype here yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't hate this. Like, this seems more though like it wanted to be a um, a monastery mentor deck, and instead we gave them hero precinct ones. So they were like, "All right, we'll just do what we can," you know. Yeah. Um, but I I like the idea. Like, I think this is thinking outside the box, and I really do like the the effort to think outside the box. I do like Raven's Warning as a very very good card, and then obviously we've got some very very good cards in our. Reflector Mage Spellcoiler type situation. Um, I don't think Dovin's where I really want to be. I don't hate a multicolor Planeswalker because we definitely need some card advantage since we're trying to do a lot of one-for-ones and we're we're just going to die to opponents' good threats if we don't don't have something like that. Um, But yeah, overall. I would chop Depose Deploy and two Absorbs and play four Judges Familiar. 
Yeah. There you go. I mean, that, that would make us more tempo. I think we kind of have a decision to make. Do we want to be tempo or do we want to not be? Because I think Dovin Vito, Dovin's Vito is fine, like as a way to just be tempo. Um, and it's a way to, you know, hey, look, your opponent's going to try and be reactionary with removal spells. They can't counter you back on your Dovin's Vito. So I really like that. I think if we're going that way, I'd probably prefer to um, pitch Azorius Charm, um, stuff like that. You know, like I do think we want to really slim it down. So I do think we need to make a decision with this deck. Are we trying to be more tempo? Are we trying to be more controlly and lean into one of those rules? Either put in more card advantage if we're going to be controlly or lean into the tempo, cut some of our meat, play Judges Familiar, plus some other stuff if we're, if we're going to be uh, tempo. I appreciate the two of selfie stick here to buy back our dead heroes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, we're only playing three heroes here. Isn't this a Hero Precinct 1 challenge? Eh, I mean, again, this is a very, very innovative take on the deck that, that oh, I can for definitely sure. appreciate. Look, I'm just saying we're here. But you're to right. Hero yeah, definitely got up that counter four. That's that's a typo. Mm-hmm. That's a typo. No, no, no. Okay. you have the, the no, you have the last one in the sideboard. You can get it with Raven's warning. There that's you go. You that's what it is. It's how you play seven. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That's what okay. it is. There you go. Last one's in the sideboard. All See, right, you weren't even. They're go. they're three steps ahead. Dang it. Dang it. All right. Let's move on to Bridger's deck list here. We have Orzov Hero. Oh, okay. So we have two Kithion Hero of Akros, four Generals Enforcer, four Hero of Precinct 1, four Silverquill Silencer, three General Kudro of Dranith, two Kimbal Console of Allocation, two Lars the Dream Den, one Archangel Avacyn, two Soren Solemn Visitor, three Dire Tactics, four Humiliate, one Vanishing Verse, and two, two Silverquill Command, two Mox Amber. <gasps> there we go. You know, you know what I'm gonna say. Also, like, look at this sideboard. A lot of like a commands. Man, I mean, some physical is hot, but like, man, why? Why do we got Belhan on the sideboard here? Why Kunro's on the sideboard here? Mm, I, you're showing me these They're cards. That I want. That's fair, but like, I I would drop Kudro to play some Basilica Belhan or uh, Kunro's. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think the human sub theme I'm not sure is as good or as is as being leaned into effectively as if we just played uh, some sick Orzov cards. But, but I like Kambal a lot, theme. though. I do like Kambal a lot. Yeah i I like it less. I think this card really needed to cost two, and it costs three instead. You know, sure. I think at two, I'm in for a two mana two three. But like you can just cast mono black cards that do that do so much, right? Get a two mana two yeah. three with lifelink, death touch, all that stuff. I mean, look, when we have a silver quill silencer named Fatal Push, and they've got to kill one of our guys, Campbell's di- like they're di- they're taking five. Yeah, yeah, I guess to some extent, right? Um, I definitely like silver quill silencer. You know, the fact that it's a human, I, I think leaning into the humans can make sense to some extent. I'm just like, I think that uh, humans may not quite be there yet, or like. The Esper version, I think, would make a lot of sense. I think there's a do lot we, of good Esper humans running around out there. Do how do we feel about the Mox Amber here? Seems fine. You know, there's definitely a lot of um, a lot of legendaries. You know, I think it's cute. Yeah. All right. I it's mean, not tough. We probably could find uh, a way to use it better, but what's good is like, I mean, even after it flips, Gideon still leg- like you can make any legendary creature. So Mox Amber still turns on there. It's all right. Like, we're not all in on it, right? It's only a two of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe there's a draw where, hey, we get to go out ahead of it with it. Uh, but, you know, I, I'd be down to cut it. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. I I need Maybe I need to try playing Basilica Belhunt on, like, a stream. 
That's a card that saw a lot of standard play. This has done nothing in Pioneer. I think, um, man, uh, I think there's an Esper Blink deck out there. I think we need like one more efficient Blink card, but I think this could definitely be a part of it. That's definitely uh, that's definitely one heck of a card. All right, let's move on now to Cheesy Poof's deck list here, which is Vant Hero. So okay, we have yeah. four Elvish Mystic, three Judges Familiar, four Hero of Precinct, one, four Voice of Resurgence, three Deputy Detention, three Elite Spellbinder, four Linvala, Shield of Seagate, three Lost Spider, four Spell Queller, one Chew Lane Teller of Tales, because Corvold isn't the only Brawl card that gets to see play, and then four Collected Company. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, does this... I don't know if this leans into the multicolored aspect enough but like if you were gonna play a you know non-multicolored card one of the cards that there were two cards i was thinking of and they happen to be elite spellbinder and collective company um, uh-huh. i have i have definitely fallen in love with some elite spellbinder i think at the price they're at they're they're pretty solid right now i definitely need to pick some up just in case and again you know voice of resurgence is a card i'm just a huge fan of i think in formats like this where you know are you going to counter my collective company suite well i just got a massive dude um, from that, I think is is pretty relevant. I think Voice of Resurgence is going to be one of the keys to stopping some of these uh, random control decks running around. So, I like I like Linvala here, Chris. Kind of what you're talking about with uh, mm-hmm. wanting to play um, the selfless spirit. selfless spirit. Yeah, yeah. Right? zero out of five can't party. Okay, all right. Well, you know, we have don't two need, lane. Don't need to party. We still have our sack effect. It's still a three three flying beater, which is really relevant. Again. The there's not as many extinction events running around. The only thing about playing blue is that you know in a in an open field where mystical disputes are popular like they are now, we we just run into a lot of that. You know, it's effectively a, a fatal push for any spell. Um, but again, threes theoretically dodge the first half of fatal push, and we don't super care if our heroic resurgence gets fatal pushed, especially on especially during our turn, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like sweet, we're gonna we're gonna kill you dead. So, um, but I think giving us the chance to tempo back with Judges Familiar and own Mystical Disputes, yeah, I mean, this is this is a hot I, one. I like Judge, Judge Familiar. I tell you, though, like, in general, I think if Arcanist, you know, keeps hugging in and out of those top decks in the format, Dry and Militant could see a good tick up in play. Yeah, I agree. I think it becomes way more reasonable to play. All right, let's move on to current Crew 3 champion Servo Token submission with just... The lowly Selesnia hero. Okay. Two Elvish Mystic, two Lanowar Elves, four Hero Precinct, one, four Voice Resurgence, three Archon of Myria, four Wayfaring Temple, one Tulsphere Friend of Wolves, one Tristani Discordant, four Call of the Conclave, two Deccan Stone, three Advent of the Worm, two Battle for Bredegard, four Unflinching Courage. We got like a more token strategy take here. Yeah. Um, as always, I like the focus of this deck. It definitely knows what it's doing. I'm not sure how I how I like, um, I definitely like that or we've got ways to make creatures that are multicolored, that are instant sorceries. That definitely makes a lot of sense to me. Um, this okay. seems like one of the decks I would have liked to see maybe a, a Coco in and skip out on some of the populate stuff, but I like the innovation of the, of the populate. I think this deck needs selfless spirit. Yeah. This one, this one needs the selfless spirit. Yeah, I think we need like three copies of it somewhere. Yeah, definitely. It definitely seems, uh, definitely seems, seems tough. I, but I like the idea. Again, this is one of those things where you know, if uh, if Wayfaring Temple, I know it seems broke, but 
probably needs trample one way or another. I guess we can give it with uh, unflinching courage. That was probably the thought. It feels like we're relying a lot on that card. And again, this idea is very well fleshed out. It makes a lot of sense. I think we get a lot of points here for having a deck that knows exactly what it's doing, right? Which is something we see out of uh, Darren all the time is something that is, you know, has a clear plan, right? Knows what deck it wants to be, which is something that, you know, I think uh, everybody can work on and some stuff. So um, really like Call of the Conflict, Call of the Conclave and Advent of the Worm though on their own, despite my thoughts on the deck overall. I think that's a very, very fun way to take this deck. So props, props for that. All right. And now we have Kevman91's Esper Hero Super Friends. Here we go. Okay. Four Hero of Precinct, one, four Silver Curl Silencer, two Kaya Orzov Usurper, three Narset Parter Avails, two Soren Vengeful Bloodlord, one Ashiok Nightmare Muse, four Fairy Hero of Dominaria, four Fatal Push, four Thought Erasure, two Vanishing Verse, three Supreme Verdict, three Oath of Kaya. Um, sure. Why aren't we, um, why aren't we Lurusing? Is Lurus permanence? Yes. Okay, it's not just creatures, it's permanence. All right, sounds good. Well, that would make uh, a lot of sense. Um, I like Kaya. I was going to say, there's got to be some some walkers we can do here uh, along with like, our, our Mox Ambers, you know? This, all, this, I'm, seems, I'm, this seems like the deck for Mox Amber, honestly. This is like would be our Super exact, Friends style deck. What were you going to say, Ricky? Deck. This is like, exactly like the like Esper pile from way back when, almost exactly... Yeah. Like, Without Teferi. Like the post-war? No, no, no. You could play Teferi, right? Right? No. Not now. Oh, yep. Sorry. It's playing Little Teferi, not Big Teferi. Yeah. I thought it was the three fairy. I've been looking at uh, other lists for so long. Yeah. I'm I mean, I like gone, Vanishing though. Verse. I mean, Vanishing Verse seeing a lot of play. I'm not sure how our... Golly, man. Teferi's insanely expensive. I don't know why it's so expensive here of Dunmary. It was uh, Supreme Verdict. Um... I'm not sure that that works well with our deck. I like a lot of this deck. I think it just needs a little more focus. Um, Silver Quill Silencer seems kind of like a non-bow with the rest of our deck, as powerful as it is. Um, and then Supreme Verdicting my tokens away is, is not my favorite plan. Obviously, sometimes you got to do it. It seems like, hey, our hero is just like one of the ways we're going to win the game. It's a cheap threat. But the problem with these kinds of decks is, especially with no counter magic, is you're playing just enough creatures to make their removal good. Mm -hmm. So in practice, things like this tend to struggle because, again, like any creature you have, your opponent is like, oh, great, I've been holding this removal spell for a lot of turns in a row and we don't have effective counter magic. Yeah, you can argue we can take it out of their hand potentially, but we're just not always going to have that. We're going to be stuck with Supreme Verdicts when we have a superior board between our Planeswalkers and our whatever. So, you know, I, I understand the thing of like, hey, we can destroy all our creatures and then still have our planeswalkers in play. But for a hero precinct one challenge, I think this deck is close. I think Esper was definitely one of the the key ways to to take this style. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely think we're onto something here, though. All right, let's move on to our penultimate deck list. This is kind of a rerun of Naya, and it is well, actually I think this actually. Might more so be Boros, but we do have a little bit of green. Actually, where is the green? Oh, it's definitely just Boros. Okay, never mind. We have double Boros, not double uh, double Naya here. Okay. So it's because Dry Milton, that's why it's saying it's Naya. Mm -hmm. So we have two Blade Historian, four Dauntless Bodyguard, three Dryad Militant, four, four Hero Precinct, one, four Honor Crop Captain, two Kithion Hero of Akros, 
two Sky, or three Skynet Legionnaire, one Tajik Legion's Edge, four Thalia's Lieutenant, one Heroic Reinforcements, and one copy of Rally of the Ranks, four Boros Charm, three Integrity Intervention, one Response Resurgence, and two Ride Down. Yeah. Oh, okay. This Tilani Summoner is in the maybe board. I yes. was like, I was like, why? What does this card do? <laughs> um, this seems dope. Uh, I'm not sure. Is the Rally of the Ranks in the maybe board or no? That's in the real deck. That's in the real deck. Okay. Um, I mean, I trust what Zeth is doing. I like, I think this is a very focused deck overall. And I think that's why, yeah. again, I like things like this. Like this deck knows what it's doing, right? And again, we see an effective deck that doesn't have to do way too many crazy things with uh, with mana to do it. I think that uh, Sky Knight Vanguard is a very, very good card. I love that card uh, paired with uh, Hero of Precinct 1. Um, that seems like, hey, boom, let's go ahead and get our, our tokies going. Um, feels like there could be a better way to do some tokies, but I really like Integrity Intervention. I really like Boros Charm. Like Boros Charm feels like something that really, really um, meshes well with the kind of token strategy we're trying to do. And just in general, is just sick, right? Kills people. There's a reason it's one of the top played cards. So I uh, definitely really like this deck for its um, theme. Um, a couple too many uh, monocolored cards for, for my liking here. But again, if you're going to play one, we said it earlier, I think Thalia's Lieutenant is the is one of the exceptions. Anybody who listens to this podcast. Because it, it, it'll lord all your tokens. Oh my goodness, yeah, exactly. It knows how much we, we love that. And, uh, you know, hey, to be fair, we did keep in mostly a a human theme with all the exception of dryad militant, but that's just got to be good these days anyway, with how many decks like yeah. to, to cycle things out of the yard one way or another. So definitely again, so, another yeah. one of the really, really focused lists. Right down's a card. I totally forgot about. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty then. And our last deck list by one wonky wombat is once again, Boros hero. We have one gigantha, Four Dauntless Bodyguard, four Dryad Militant, two Kithion Hero of Akros, four Soldier of the Pantheon, four Alpine Houndmaster, four okay. Hero Precinct One, four Honored Crop Captain, four Thali's Lieutenant, three Tajik Edge Legion's Edge, and four Venerable War Singer, and four Boros Charm. Yeah. Well, who are the dogs? Well, you know, it's just the Boros Tutu. But I want a dog Cestral. That's fair. Well, not today. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you get to do your... Uh... Your goblin pile driver effect, right? Plus X plus one yeah. X is the number of attacking creatures. So um, this feels tough because it's so similar to some of the other decks that we've seen. This feels like the guy who on the prices right was like, I bet for or I wager it's four thousand and one dollars for that item. You know what I'm well, saying? Like when we we cover what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hero decks. Yep. I think this deck is pretty good. I like it, but I think it just needs. One of each of the dogs. <laughs> one of each of the dogs? I do. I'm not even kidding. I think I want to dog Cestral. All right. All right. You can dog Cestral, Ricky. Like, we're just putting bodies on the on the board, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Ign- Igneous current Alpine Watchdog are bodies. Yeah. I I don't want to dog Cestral, but, uh, but maybe. Um, I really like this deck. Um, I think of all the decks we've seen, Venerable War Singer, which I think is like maybe two others total. This is the best one I've seen for sure, uh, as far as Could, you know, able to play this post wrath, post uh, whatever to get things back. You know, should we drop some of these other one drops for Judge's Familiar? 
I mean, I think that Dalton's bodyguard's probably pretty good. Yeah, but I'm down to drop like some soldier count or something like that. Sure. Yeah, we've got a human theme here though with our Thali's lieutenant. So like that's fair. But I mean, Dryad Militant obviously isn't a human. So I mean, but it's, but, it's your uh, preference on one versus the other. I mean, but Judge Spillier gets us a human when we have a hero in play. Uh, yeah, true. So does, so yeah. I mean, so does Dryad Militant, right? Yeah. No. I well, I want to leave Dryad Militant. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Right, right, You're talking about the Dunsparger thing. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I really like this. I, I like this as, I like that we've got a plan post that we're going to get wrathed. Obviously, again, we've, we've said it 15 times now, thought was Lieutenant so good. Uh, and it's the way to, you know, if you're going to play a monocolor spell, that's definitely it. So this is one of my favorites for taking advantage of, you know, monocolored versus, versus single color things, but um, I did. I did miss Soldier of the Pantheon, which I'm not a big fan of for our for our thing. There is that the card you were talking about replacing with Judges Familiar? Yes. Yeah. Judges. I could definitely replace that or Dauntless Bodyguard with Judges Familiar for sure. That way we get our token. I like Judges Familiar a ton. You don't actually have to be playing blue to play it for sure. Uh, it's just it's a way to disrupt your opponent a little more. And those kind of effects they can take it from somebody who's played Modern for a long time. Uh, or just against a mausoleum wander on the field, you're just like, uh, you know, or it's Athalia. Any kind of taxing effect is really, really a pain. All right, then. All right. Are we ready to pick our each? We'll each get one. We'll each say we each get one winner, all right? We each okay. have, our, have our own favorite. All right. Who wants to go first? What is your favorite hero deck? Naya by Aaron MTGO. Yep. I'm going to say Naya by Malpro as well. Um, man, since you guys picked the same one, can I just pick two real quick and not talk about them as sure. much? Um, I'm going to give Boros by Wonky Wombat with, I guess, an honorable mention to Ve- uh, to Zeth for their version of the list in there. Um, I like Wonky Wombat slightly better because Warsinger is just cute. You know, if we're doing cute stuff, Zeth might be more uh, more focused, but I'm, I'm not sure. I like that one. Um, but my winner would be Cheesy Puffy's Bant Hero List. Okay. Uh, Deputy of Detention, the only non-multicolored you know, multicolored cards we've got are obviously our heroes, our ramp spell, uh, and then we've got our elite spell binder and collective company, right? Which, again, if you're going to play monocolored for a card, I thought always said it's one, collective company's one, definitely elite spell binder I think could be another one. So we've got our multicolored cards, we've got our judges familiar, like what this does. Yeah. Look, I just want to say, Mild Pro... Hero's the only monocolored card we got in the deck. But, I mean, like, double spelling off of Burning Tree Emissary. You know I love my girl Galia. Yep. Voice of Resurgence, Voltaic Brawler, the double multicolored one-drops. Artarka's Command, Heroic Reinforcements, because we're going wide. This is a sweet yeah. deck. Domri, ugh. I'm in. I'm so in. Yep. All right, gentlemen, it's time to come up with another challenge for this for june essentially what do you what do you got idea wise Ooh, hmm i didn't think about this enough beforehand non-human tribal non-human tribal that could be interesting we just did Um, a creature based deck um yeah there's a lot in that you know well because i would i would be like okay but also no elves like no goblins how about what's the best steel overseer deck Steel Overseer. Another creature another creature style deck is okay. Yeah. It's artifact sure. themed. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm down for that. Alright, yeah. 
give us your best Steel Overseer deck. And, of course, you know, please have submissions in by the end of the the end of the month so you have until like the 30th and we will pick a winner uh will be the episode that we probably record what would that be um actually have it in by the before the 30th so have them in by let's say midnight uh on sunday the 27th which would be you know uh at you have until 11 59 sunday night the 27th okay sound good that way we have Oh my gosh, it's been a long day. Ha- have them in by 11.59 on the twenty the 27th of this month, so June. Or, you know, look, as long as you have them in by the time we record that Monday at- evening, it'll count. So, But it'll be nice if you have them before then. So have them in. I'm going to say please have them in by 11.59 uh, Sunday night on the 27th. But you have a little bit of leeway in to get them in on the 28th there. But obviously, if they're not in by the time we record, you're not going to make it. So get ready. Have your best steel overseer Douglas. And there is a ch- there is a channel on the Discord if people would like to submit their own ideas for the challenges going oh, forward. Yeah, there we go. So if we can choose from there. So again, best steel overseer deck. All right, gentlemen. Tell us what thank you Thank you for joining me. Pretty busy episode, right? I think it was fun bringing back Does It Slap in this way. We're going to go back to having Does It Slap in general. Uh, this is a cool sort of concerted little bit of fun competition between everyone on the Discord just to give them some drive and get the brewing energies flowing. Uh, we had the challenges come back. Hopefully we keep firing this weekend. Hopefully the servers stay on. They can't stop us forever. And hey, go talk to your LGS. Go hang out your LGS. And just again, don't don't maybe try to get uh, you know Pioneer on the schedule. Just don't try to force it. Just go hang out your LGS. Say, hey, I'll be playing some Pioneer. I've got some extra decks who wants to come hang out for a couple hours. And if you want other tips like that, tune in to our Patreon exclusive episode that just went up last night that Chris and I recorded for you all. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Listeners at home, thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.